Please remember that information and advice provided on this podcast is based off my personal experiences as a young girl with ADHD. Although I do analyse, mention and cite valid peer-reviewed sources, my podcast is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have concerns or questions regarding your own amazing brain and mental health, please talk to a medical provider. I'm I'm the one who's I'm neurotypical in the Lucy position. Uh, hello everyone, welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I am here today with another special guest. I don't know why Plural. I said guest. Plural. Um, and it's my boyfriend, uh, Trent. So I've basically had every one recycled come back on, which I don't know what that says about me. I've had my parents. This is your second time round. Yeah. I feel like I need to get more friends. First repeat guest, though. Yeah, no, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. I'm your, you're my first repeat. Oh, that's honorary. Can you add in some um, fanfare? Sure. Because okay. Trent is also um, my editor for this podcast. And one day when I start making money off of it, he might get a cut of it. But I don't know how I feel about that. That'll never happen. Okay. I that's... mean, I really support you and believe in your dreams and this podcast. And it's going to go places. <sighs> Are you being sarcastic? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Okay, so today... I think you just need to do some more, like, uh... Excuse me? Are we, is marketing this, Is it? this our first fight? No, no. <laughs> We're just doing, like, some business meeting, but on... On... On, on air. That people can hear. Yeah. So, we're going to be talking about ADHD and relationships, and specifically the more positive side to it. I, when I was researching for this episode, all of the articles that came up were how your ADHD partner is ruining your relationship, 10 ways having an ADHD partner ruins relationships. Um, All of the studies and statistics that were done on ADHD relationships are about how terrible it is and how people with ADHD are basically incapable of finding love. And while, you know, being with a partner who's ADHD and being an ADHD person with a neurotypical partner may be difficult... Uh, it's not impossible. So this episode is for all the people who feel like they can't be loved or that they're hard to love um, and that, you know, it's okay. You'll probably be able to find somebody. There's someone who's just as nutty as you out in the world and um, they'll be interested in you. So I want to first ask you, how do you feel about that and the fact that all of the articles are so negative surrounding ADHD relationships? Uh, I feel like that may have something to do with the way that ADHD is framed, as we like to say um, neurodiversity instead of like a disability mm-hmm. or something like that. So if you frame ADHD as being a disability, or that disorder. already has negative connotations mm. and therefore you would only assume the negative things uh, in a relationship. So that's what, the, and also news articles, like they're just there to get clicks and clickbait. So I mean, negative... some of these came from actual rep- reputable journals like ADHD oh, yeah. magazine, which is sad. But at the end, you know, they're just trying to get clicks. So mm, negative, the content was depressing. negative news sells easier. How sometimes. does that make you feel, though? Do you agree with them? <laughs> Imagine if he's like, yes, I hate it being with you. No. But do you agree? Well, clearly they, like, are over-exaggerating. You meant to say, not... no, I don't agree with Yeah, them. <laughs> no, of course, I don't. So they, like, clearly aren't telling the truth. Like, it's not all gloom and doom. Yeah. There are many great parts. I mean... 
just like any relationship, mm. I, I don't think that there's any difference between uh, being in a relationship with somebody with ADHD or not. It's, uh, mm. it's I hate to break your heart. You're not mm. that special. No, I'm not. So. That's, that's really actually quite good. I'm, I'm glad that it's not this unique experience because I feel like people who are ADHD analyze themselves a lot more in the relationship whereas their partner just kind of goes well that's just them it's nothing special so there's this account two accounts that I follow on Instagram and they do really really cute little cartoon posts and they did um there's one that I really liked and it was uh the ADHD couple on Instagram and they talked about what it was like to be in a relationship for the ADHD person with someone who's neurotypical and the main points from it was that you know number one we might overanalyze um, your actions. We react strongly to any kind of rejection. Sometimes it's hard for us to communicate our thoughts and feelings. Sometimes we need time alone due to stress and meltdowns. And sometimes we think we're too much and being ADHD can make us feel like a burden. And sometimes we obviously struggle to give our full attention. And boredom is a big part. Like we're always searching to do new fun things with our partner because we're paranoid that they're bored and we feel bored. And it can be really hard sometimes if you're living with someone who's ADHD or living with a neurotypical person to keep things organized, to manage clutter and chores and whatnot. So do you feel like any of those apply to me? Uh, this is not a personality quiz, by the way. This is just a nice informative post. But what do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. Stuff like um, wanting like less clutter, things to be clean. I mean, I don't think of myself as that much of a messy person, um, but Lucy definitely likes to make sure that my living area and what I'm doing is spotless and completely organized. I'm having a set time to leave the house so that we're walking to get to the train station to then catch X train and be there, you know, to places on time and making sure to plan that hours a day ahead the night before um, to have a plan laid out. Um, as well as there was something you said early about... Um, Rejection. Uh, yeah, or feeling yeah. like a nuisance mm. and stuff, like feeling like you're a burden in the relationship. Mm. And so often, uh, yeah, Lucy will be like, oh, am I annoying. like annoying you? Or like, uh, you know, are you annoyed or upset or anything? And I'm like, no, I'm just chilling. Yeah. Just no, my mood has not changed between now and 40 minutes ago, but Lucy will think that something yeah. has changed. Yeah. Um, when it hasn't, it's, it's, she just might be overanalyzing yeah. or thinking too much about what's really happening when it's not that complicated. Yeah, there was actually, it's it's interesting you bring that one up because I was just about to talk to talk about it. ADHD has this thing called rejection-sensitive dysphoria. So it's not a fancy word for like not being able to take criticism. It's actually a really extreme and emotional sensitivity and pain that's triggered by the perception that a person has been rejected or criticized by important people in their life. So I might like make a pasta and not that this might've ever happened, but Trent will be like, Oh, the sauce was a little burnt. And it just makes one feel like I just can't do anything right. I'm useless. Like that's terrible. And it, you really feel under attack and, like you said, no, I just said the pasta sauce was a little burnt. Like, it's not that deep. So I just found that really interesting. Do you think that that's a thing? Because a lot of people are like, no, you just can't take criticism. Do you think rejection? I think it is. But that's because I, <laughs> it validates yeah. me. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's not like I have an encyclopedia uh, of, like, ADHD people to, like, cross-reference and me. look at. I only have Lucy. So to me, Lucy... um 
<laughs> Love, I was speaking about me as if I'm not here. Well, <laughs> no, 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 go on, go on. To me, when you, um, you know, have an adverse reaction to uh, criticism mm. or any small critiques or yeah. even if it isn't a critique, it's just yeah, like a comment, an observation that I've made about the way the pastor is. <laughs> um, to me, when you may have an adverse reaction to that, I don't see that as an ADHD trait. I just see that as <laughs> Just my Lucy. bad behaviour. Well, not even your bad behaviour. That's just how Lucy is and so I, I accept that. You ex- oh, that's nice. That's that's good. That's oh, it wasn't meant to be a touch. Oh, that's mean. So I want to ask you, so before I ask more in-depth questions, I want to ask you about some articles that I've got um here that are very very depressing um basically about you know how adhd ruins marriages now obviously we're not married but it's very very grim so apparently um so it's from the adhd attitude magazine and it was an interview with melissa orlov and she basically says that adhd symptoms add consistent and predictable patterns to marriages, or in this case we'll say relationships, in which one or both partners might have ADHD. And as long as the ADHD remains untreated or un, like undertreated, the patterns can leave both partners unhappy. And this can go the same if there's one neurotypical person. So apparently yeah, the patterns right. that every relationship will see is chronic nagging or anger, just, you know, uneven distribution of household t- tasks, one spouse always plays the role of the parent and the other one's a kid, the ADHD one's a kid. Courtship and flirting's amazing and you can't get enough of each other, but then the ADHD person's not paying attention. You argue all of the time. One partner doesn't seem to remember agreements or is tuned out and one partner has great trouble following through on things that they've agreed to. Do you think that those are real patterns? I feel like those can be patterns in any relationship. Mm. I, I don't feel yeah. like watching any, like family sitcom or yeah. like a teen drama comedy routine like that's just stuff that people talk about and experience in life in yeah. relationships yeah in marriages like i i don't see what any of that specifically has to do with adhd yeah um or like try to box people in mm. like i feel like anybody could fall prone yeah to those stuff those, yeah, <laughs> those things. Yeah. Good, good and then some statistics. So before we talk about the statistics, I want to say that a thing that crops up a lot with girls who are ADHD is a real lack of impulse control that is related in relationships where they'll take risks, which can involve partaking in risky sexual um, behavior. So obviously if you want to have crazy wild sex and have a good time ADHD or not that is wonderful and I support you make sure you're being safe however girls with ADHD tend to not really think of the consequences and they can be incredibly impulsive however statistically they say that the sex lives and the impulsive behavior of people with ADHD mainly affects men but men tend to have better relationships than women do um, who are ADHD so they say that 42% of partners with ADHD reported that the disorder affected their sex lives a lot, but it was 51% of women who actually said that they were really lacking and that they were unable to find a fulfilling relationship and men actually had a better time. Why do you think that is, that men have an easier time if they're ADHD finding a relationship, being safe sexually than women? Uh, I have no idea you being woman with ADHD, mm. um, me being a guy not with ADHD, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't see much correlation there. Maybe it's got to do with just general attitudes and approach to sex in general, uh, not uh, just you know just the the sort of stigma and the the societal context mm. for men and women. But I don't know. I couldn't really S- give an answer. See, I I ask you that because what I think is my, the last one of the last episodes I did was about girls with ADHD and how there's an inherent bias when it comes to girls being ADHD. So guys can kind of get away with being neurodiverse. Like they can get away with being a little quirky, a little odd. Like, you know, if a guy's autistic or ADHD, it's, oh, he's so cute. Like, oh, and he likes his trains and he's got special interests. But when it's a girl who's like ADHD and what people would say off the planet, I think people find that really off-putting and they don't like it. They're like, she's so full on. She's not subservient, you know, she's easy and there's this, like, level of sort of contempt. So that's why I think that might be the case. I think there's a bias around women or girls who are ADHD compared to guys. I think guys have it easier. It's not a competition. I love all my ADHD people, but I think it's easier for guys to maybe find relationships because it's like, oh, he's ADHD, it's cute, it's fun. Yeah, so you think that there's a standard that is placed upon girls. Yeah. Definitely, that definitely. makes it harder for them just because they can't uh, yeah. be more Boisterous. open and different yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yep. Sure. That's yeah. that's that's my view. So now for some more questions. You know, I look at them. They're, they're I'm, not, I'm not looking. So even though you say that you just feel like you're with me and you don't feel like you're dating someone who's ADHD, try and think when do you see my ADHD crop up or me be more prevalent in our relationship? Like what are some instances where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Lucy, this is the ADHD, good or bad. Um, like, don't make me cry. I have but... to try and think of good because <gasps> I think it's mostly bad. No, oh my god. no. Oh my god. Um, Toxic. Yeah. Again, it's it's really tough to know whether it is just Lucy or whether it is ADHD. But there's certain behavioral um, patterns such as. Um, not even saying that she's not a morning person, but just in the mornings, Lucy can act a lot differently to how she'll act two or three hours later, maybe after the meds are kicked in. I don't know. Oh, but um, in the morning. Yeah, but th- how maybe she could be more sheepish or less energetic or uh, inversely, sometimes she can just be super energetic and, you know, to stereotypically bouncing off the walls yeah um and just a lot of really annoying like little things that she thinks um is being cute not knowing when to stop um yeah almost like that just you know it's not funny anymore yeah like screaming yeah (laughs) just little i'm not laughing because i'm invalidating him it's because i'm embarrassed um go on yeah just like little noises (laughs) and ticks directed in my direction (laughs) Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, All right, we're here, just sitting. In- Sorry. And after a certain point, it's like, okay, Enough. it's 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 not funny anymore. Um, but then, inversely, I don't know, there's probably a million great things that she does. Could that- you list some? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm no, I can't. <gasps> but That's terrible. probably there. I don't know. Everyone's going to listen to this podcast and be like, dump him, girl, like, leave him. Well... Since you don't no, wait, wanna... I've got one. I've got one. What you have a keen like 
you sink your teeth into things and you'll become fixated. <laughs> and that can be really good in the case of, say, the Lucy pod, where you really like yeah. have a goal and you want to achieve it. And, you know, I'm lazy and I don't edit the podcast when she wants it and she wants it done how she wants it and on time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good thing because it, it means that she's trying to get what she wants mm. um, and achieve it. And, you know, she's a smart cookie at uni. She wants to do a master's. She has no idea what she wants to do I for do. a career. Oh, no, I don't. But I'll do a master's. But, but she knows that she wants to study and she's good at it. Inversely, though, mm. she'll get stressed out about her projects, her assignments. Oh, yeah. The littlest things yeah. will start to worry her and you just need to not get fixated on, on those, those. Yeah. and let go and be, and realise that, like, it's no, right. you did the readings, you <laughs> are natively fluent in French, like, it's fine, you know. Yeah. Please yeah. get degrees. Oh, no, I don't want to graduate with a P. But regardless, you still a H1. <sighs> oh, ba- babe, you're too nice. Well, I was going to say that on a point of what good things can happen when you date someone who's ADHD. I read an interesting article from the Journal of Marital Therapy and they say there are undoubtedly things to appreciate in having a romantic partner with ADHD. Halverstadt 1998 underscores how adults with ADHD often hyper-focus on romance and describes how particular gifts associated with ADHD, such as creativity, humour and spontaneity, strengthen relational bonds with romantic partners. So I, I think that's a fair assumption is that it can be a double-edged sword. So, like, you can be really hyper-fixated on your partner and you can, like, give them a lot, but then, like, you might hyper-fixate on the fact that you don't like the way that they wear their shoes and then, like, you'll fight about how they wear their shoes. I'm not throwing shade at your converse. Trent likes to wear different coloured ones and that's, like, okay with me. That's... They're artsy and cool. Yeah. Okay, well, that's what you think. Um. So another question. What are things that you do and say differently because I'm ADHD? Like, what things do you feel like you have to avoid saying or doing and how does that make you uh, feel? This is going to try and make me think back to when we first started dating because um, there were certainly a lot of things... Context, we've been together for two years. Um. That just... The way I spoke had to change up my vocabulary and just, like, the phrasing of words just to... Um, whether it was sound nicer or um, just little actions to show her that, like, I am listening, even, you know, other people who I interact with, mates or whatever, you know, um, whether or not they express it, because it may just be Lucy has, and this isn't even her ADHD, Lucy just has the guts to express and say what she wants. Mm. Um, So maybe other people I talk to just didn't want to speak up, but Lucy would. Or because she needed uh, more confirmation to know that, you know, I'm giving her the attention um, that she needs. Um, But even if we're on, like, a FaceTime call, making sure that there's no clickety-clacky or the flash of screens or anything like that, you can see she immediately is getting triggered to speak I'm getting furious. I think he's so angry. How does that make you feel? Do you feel like, because a lot of the articles that I was reading, like, the neurotypical partner was like, you know... I feel like I'm walking on eggshells with this person. They drive me crazy. And, like, I think that's a bit of an unfair statement, but I'm not here to invalidate how people feel. Do you feel like that? <laughs> As um, if he's going to say it on a podcast. I mean, at this point, you can know, you imagine? two and a half years in, it's, uh, you can pick up on, and, again, I don't even think this is ADHD. I think this goes for any Every relationship. Because I do the same every thing relationship with you. Is I can pick up on when she's at, like, 99% and, like, 
cannot push her that extra 1% because, you know, then there'll be a problem mm. or um, there's, you know, just the the mood it is or whether it's like, okay, I, I should let her pick the TV show we're going to watch tonight. <laughs> but I think that's just a couple. Yeah, or like, oh, okay, yeah. it's it's chill. She does actually want me to pick the TV show tonight. Yeah, or it's not a game of you pick what you want. Yeah, and yeah. It, again, I don't think that has anything to be doing yeah. with ADHD. Because yeah. I feel like I I do the same and I feel like we always ask what it's like to be with an ADHD person. We never ask what it's like to be the ADHD one in the relationship because a lot of the time, I don't think what people realise is that I'm not here trying to compare being ADHD to being autistic, but pe- people with ADHD do have a way of masking. It's not the same way and it's not necessarily the most exhausting as masking when you're autistic. But a lot of people with ADHD have to modify how they speak and talk and interact with people, not because they're scared of that person, but because they don't want to drive anyone mad and they don't want to irritate people. So I want to be conscious sometimes, like when I know I'm talking too much, I know that part of it is the ADHD. So I really do try sometimes to be like, okay, you're doing his head in, like it's time to, it's time to stop now. But I, I feel like people with ADHD make just as many sacrifices and efforts as their neurotypical partner. I don't feel like the neurotypical partner has this burden. Like when you're not my carer, and a lot of people view it that way. Like even when I tell some people that I have a boyfriend and they think back to how, you know, naughty and painful I was in, like, primary school. They'll be like, oh, bless you. Like, you found a boyfriend. Like, that's so cute. Like, and he looks after you. And it just feels very patronising. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm, – I'm good. I was – like, why did you think I wasn't going to find one? Because I'm, like, that unbearable. Like, you're not my carer, you know. Maybe one day when I get old and you have to start, you know, changing my nappies. But – Oh, stop. But how does that make you feel that people think it's like, oh – She's, oh. I mean, do you look after her? Do you love her? Yeah, you're not. You're not a some puppy dog who can't look after herself. Like you're very strong, independent. There's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I hate that, and I feel like people do it a lot, even with people who are with um disabled people. They're like, oh, you're dating a girl in a wheelchair. Oh, bless you. That's so nice. And it's like, yeah, okay, like. It's very infantilizing and patronizing. So I wanted to ask you another thing. What are some things you wish I could better understand when it comes to not necessarily our relationship, but just things like what is something that you understand differently than me because of my ADHD that you would like me to see? Um, I think I can apply this more generally to a lot of topics that may come up, um, whether I, a lot of them seems to be more of like the answers that nobody has to life for like politics and money or religion or whatever, where I'll be trying to explain a certain point of view and an understanding and um, you'll just not be able to like mm. grasp what I'm trying to say. Mm. And it's not that she's like strong on her opinion and oh, isn't willing to listen to what I'm saying because she is listening to what I'm saying, but she can't seem to like put herself in my shoes sometimes and so try I'm a and sociopath. see it from yeah yeah you look so sorry sorry and, and we're back um <laughs> go on sorry what is wrong with me and that wasn't me trying to be like look see like I'm ADHD I interrupt him that's just involuntary go on I need to take my second dose of my meds I actually do <laughs> I actually do 
What were we even talking about? What when we're having discussions, I'm I find oh. it hard to put myself in your sort of your shoes. Yeah, and so it it'll be something that I've explained a million times, <laughs> and then she just you know gives up, and we have to drop the conversation, no matter how you know good of a conversation it was, just because it's like you know banging your head against a brick wall, or. If the conversation will come up two weeks later then and she'll be like, oh, I understand it. And we'll explain it from the way I got it. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, is you couldn't like do that Is this like you suddenly time. saying how I like don't agree with you on like how Kanye's a genius? No, not even. <laughs> I'm it's stirring just... you. I'm stirring you. Are there, okay, I take that on board. Are there any other things that are not necessarily related to like discussions, but like certain ways I see the world, but not necessarily like politically or anything, but just like, what would you want me to see since you're neurotypical and I see the world completely differently? Like I can hear every noise. I can, I've got 10 things going on in my head. What would you, what, what's it like for you in your head? Like, what would you want me to know? Cause I have no idea what it's like to be neurotypical. Eh, I don't know. I, I think. He's like, I don't care. I don't want you to know. No, I think you, you do fine as it is. Yeah, but I'd like to know. Um, just, just chill, relax. Nothing matters. It's we're, we're all just we're all just blobs. Yeah, all Um, and obviously you already answered this question that I had was: Do you view it as being our relationship as being with someone who is ADHD, or are you just with me and I happen to be ADHD? I'm just with Lucy, who's yeah. a bit nutty and pain in the ass. Yeah, but yeah. It's just Lucy. Do you think that there's an imbalance in our relationship? No, absolutely not. I think maybe going back to getting I'm way more organized. Yeah. <laughs> I think going back to getting fixated on things that maybe Lucy can have a fixation on the relationship and me and want to like be doing more and feel like she's contributing and she'll buy a lot of little gifts and things and knickknacks. <laughs> That's my the love home language, you guys. And the house and you know you think that's even balanced? And snacks. Yeah, well, because I don't, I don't really do that for you. I just oh, sort of show up. Oh, you do plenty. And you do a lot. I just show up and, you know, give you my love. Um, whereas you seem to be, it's more like care, caring. Like you, you get me stuff because you think, oh, Trent needs this. And <laughs> I want to look after him and make sure that he has this. And like he mentioned that like his tongs were melted. So I brought him like, you know, some other tongs or whatever. Yeah. Um. So maybe there's an imbalance there, but I think Lucy knows that I love her. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't give yourself a good rap there. You're like, she gets me all these things and I just show up. People people are going to think, yeah, he's a deadbeat. And I was I, another question popped up. Would you still be with me if I was not medicated? Like, ultimately, I want to make it clear that you should not take medication for someone. You should take it for yourself. You should take medication for you, whatever that medication may be for whatever condition. You shouldn't take it for other people. It should be for you. So would you still be with me if I decided one day to stop taking my meds? Um, well, I'll have to wait until that day comes and see how terrible you are. Because I don't know what that's like. I'm sure it's fine. I what mean, am I like when I'm not medicated? Not that it's often. I, I, I'm, yeah. I take my meds every day, but there are days where I forget or I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, they're just once... It's like, it's fine, honestly. It's it's not like I'm her caretaker, as we said. Like, it's not like it's an caretaker, extra burden. Caretaker, you mean carer. You're not looking after my garden. <laughs> it's not like there's an extra burden on me um, if she doesn't take her meds. 
So, you know, it's it's fine. Do what you want. It's your body. My, cho- my, my choice. Um, now for boyfriends or girlfriends who have an ADHD partner who are like, oh, I don't know, like, what can I do for them? What is some advice that you would give to a person um, who's like, I want to support my ADHD partner? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I think just learning what their little intricacies are, the way that they prefer to be um, spoken to, what, you know, will um, just sort of like their moods and what are the signifiers of that, you know, what's a good day, a bad day. Um, and honestly, that's just good relationships in general. You should know if you, you should be able to tell if your partner's having a good day or a bad day or if they need a bit of extra support or a bit of extra space or, you know, when to just leave them alone in the other room or when to, you know, follow them and go be there with them and stuff like that. Um, and that's just something that you got to work out. I mean, it takes time. You're going to get it wrong. They're going to get annoyed at you. Um, you're going to have a little bicker about it. But hopefully um, that's fine as long as you can use that to learn and get better at it. I like that. I, and the fact that you said that it's just a good relationship communication. A lot of people who are in relationships with, you know, dif- you know disabled people, neurodiverse people, they say that because there's that extra layer of, you know, needing to communicate better, it actually makes your communication a lot better to what it would be if you were with someone neurotypical. Like being with someone who's neurodiverse forces you to really sort of be completely honest, like you have to be honest. And I'm not saying that every relationship has to do this, but when I was go when I knew that I was going to start dating, I was going to make it clear from the beginning that I had ADHD. So it forces you to be honest the first, like, you know, moment you meet them. I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but then if you eventually get into the relationship, it really makes you be able to go, are you having a good day or a bad day instead of playing those stupid games of like, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. No, you're not fine. Like that's so dumb. Whereas I think being with someone who's ADHD really does uh, force you, does strengthen the relationship um, in those aspects. Now, the thing I was going to ask you is what should you not do? Not necessarily based on me. Don't base it on me. What it's only what you have to go off of. But what are some things that people should partners or people who are dating not do with an ADHD person? What do you think is a a no go? Um, Without well, being like, oh, they're just sensitive. Like, what would you not do? Yeah, I mean, well, never ask them. Oh, have you taken your meds? Oh, or, <laughs> that's um, gaslighting. Yeah, <laughs> don't gaslight people, and just. I mean, it's like any... Decent relationship. Just treat them human, mm. you know. There's, everybody's the same, you know. We all have our different little... Imagine all the people. Sorry. I've got to cut that now. No, you don't. Um, it, you know, we all have our own little things that make us different. And some people just have bigger differences than others. Um, even going back to what you are saying uh, before about uh, people um, feeling like they... Um, in like relationships uh, where they're definitely abled or whatever, um, mm. it's it's ADHD not to mm. uh, like invalidate you. No, but it's it's uh as the partner mm. and not the person with ADHD. Mm. Um, it's it's not that big of a deal for me. Mm. I feel no, like no, I no. can. I, I agree. You, you know, I could pretty much you know go about my day. The only reason why it's so forefront 
um, I think, or not even forefront, but definitely a, a feature in my relationship with Lucy is because she's so passionate about her yeah. ADHD yeah. and this podcast exists and she wants to talk about it mm. and have the Lucy pod and be an ADHD youth ambassador. <laughs> and it's because that she's really proud of her identity of yeah. having ADHD, that it's um, a focus or a point in our relationship. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's not like she does physically need my assistance to do anything. Yeah. You know, so she's, she's just, right. Yeah, and I, I view that the same. Like, obviously, me being ADHD is a big part of my identity. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't talk about it. But the only reason I talk about it in this way is because it's just me. Like, although... I have the Lucy pod and I talk about how wonderful it is for me to be ADHD and hopefully empower people. A lot of people ask me, like, how does it feel, like, to have this disorder? And, like, and my mum, you know, my, the last episode we did was, like, you know, you really embrace, like, it's just it's just me. I no longer look at ADHD as, like, a, like a separate sort of attachment that's, like, semi there. It's just me and I don't put that big of a deal into it. Like, that's why when... I tell people I'm ADHD. It's not this big thing of like I've had something to tell you. Like it'll just be a passing thing because I don't view yeah. it as that um, big of a deal. And obviously there might be people who are ADHD in relationships who are, you know, on the really severe end of the spectrum who feel completely differently. But I just want to reassure people that if you're with someone, you know, who is really nice to you and you're ADHD and they are kind to you, you're not a burden. They probably like you and they're probably st yeah. they're not sticking around because, like, they feel bad. Like, people who are, you know, can't do it anymore will, will leave unless they want to be, like, punished and then throw it back in your face. Like, I haven't liked being with you. So I want to reassure people. Now, this is the most – these are the most important things that you as a person with ADHD need to see in a partner. These are what we call green flags. I don't talk, like talking about red flags, green flags. Empathy. Now, in any relationship, you want to have empathy. I think having a partner who's empathetic, Trent, is full of empathy. I'm a sociopath. Um, someone who communicates openly with you and doesn't make you feel bad um, and doesn't, like, lie and try to, like, hide things from you. And I think people who set boundaries. And one that's important to me is a green flag is taking an interest in your ADHD special interests and quirks, which you do. Yeah. Um, and I think those are the green flags that people should pick up in a relationship. So with that in mind, I want to say happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> no. It's happy, July. Happy love to anyone who is ADHD who's feeling a little lonely or someone who is ADHD in a relationship. You're probably wonderful and your partner probably absolutely adores you and is besotted with you. So just yeah. uh, any parting words, Trent, before we go and walk the dog? Oh, we got to walk the dog? Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. Uh, um, it's all right. She's a cutie. <laughs> She's a cutie. What would you like to say? You should uh, – we should get – Dora up on the Lucy pod. Page. I think we should. Yeah, post a, attach a, a photo. Of swipe her. across for this episode. Have your little um, Canva, but then yeah. swipe across Dora. Well, a, what a would cute you photo of Dora? Um, I, I think for ADHD and relationships, yeah, it, they're they're just human. It's not like I mean, I knew Lucy for like a year before we, and I knew she was ADHD from the moment I met her because she's so like, oh, I'm Lucy, I'm ADHD. Ah. <laughs> I did right? not. So, um. You know, it's not, I, 
I didn't have to come out about it. Yeah, like, I had the it. complete control to be like, oh, no, she's ADHD. I don't want to do it. Like, no. That's so just, gross. Yeah, exactly. It, it's honestly kind of discriminatory. That's ableist. That's actually yeah. gross if you looked at someone with ADHD and went ill. I don't want to be near him or her. Yeah, or them. so just treat him like a human. Have proper communication like you would in any relationship. And it it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But... Maybe do occasionally just, like, check that they took their meds in the morning. Either. Yeah. Like, it's actually very nice. Like, once you develop a deeper bond with someone who's ADHD and obviously parents and stuff, it's okay to ask when kindly, are you sure that you took your meds today, love? Instead of, like, when you're in an argument or something going, like, yeah, did you take your meds today? Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. So do check in kindly. But if your partner doesn't like it, don't do it. Okay, mm. well... Thank you for listening to the Lucy Pod. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share on Instagram, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, Google, RSS.com, WordPress. Just follow me at the Lucy Pod where you will receive updates and more beautiful information about being ADHD. Say bye. Bye. Don't bye. forget to share with somebody else who has a ADHD. partner. Yeah. And uh, is ADHD or trying to learn more. Bye.